Why do we have a tendency to detach from the self when we go through abuse? And what does that even mean? That's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. One of the most commonly reported side effects of having been abused by a toxic narcissist in a relationship of any kind is CPTSD or complex post-traumatic stress disorder. One of the most common ways that this manifests in victims and survivors of narcissistic abuse is through this form of depersonalization, it's called dissociation. When people have been gaslighted, when people have been abused by narcissists in various ways, manipulation, physical abuse, all of these things, this comes into play. You feel separate from yourself or you feel like you're not a real person. Some psychologists call it depersonalization or derealization. So dissociation on a metaphorical level looks a whole lot like you're a passenger in a car. Let's just, let's use this as an example, okay? You're a passenger in a car rather than the driver. It's like you're seeing all of the, the turns and the twists and, and you see the journey, but you're just along for the ride. You're not really driving. The ride is happening to you rather than you're choosing the route. Does that make sense? Let me just get it a little more specific for you. Let's, let's discuss what exactly dissociation is, shall we? In the most basic sense, dissociation is a disconnection from your physical surroundings. It's when you sort of feel like you're watching the world from somewhere deep inside your head, or maybe you're kind of back here above it a little bit, right? Or you're somehow disconnected from it. Like, you're not really there. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of feel like everything around you is a movie. It's not really reality. Like, you're watching your own life happen through a movie screen, so to speak. So it feels like you're not really real, or like you're watching life through, like, a fog. Does that make any sense to you? Does that sound like something you've experienced. Some people will describe it as feeling like a robot who has no emotions, feeling detached from themselves, feeling no emotions, no connection whatsoever to the people or the things or the environment around them. Almost like you're an alien or like you're not really here. What was once familiar now seems somehow unfamiliar. This includes people, places, things, events, all of these things. Family members, people you've known forever seem unfamiliar or you feel like you never really got to know anyone. Okay, so now that we have the basics out of the way, let's talk about the more clinical definition of dissociation, shall we? So according to the International Society of the Study of Trauma and Dissociation or the ISSTD, dissociation is the disconnection or lack of connection between things usually associated with each other. And in its most severe forms, those who suffer from dissociation report that the disconnection occurs in the usually integrated functions of consciousness, memory, identity, and perception. So for example, a person who suffers from dissociation might experience something that most people would be extremely upset by, affected by, they may have no feelings about it at all. According to the ISSTD, this is termed as emotional numbing. And it's one of the hallmarks of PTSD, or as you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a common and unfortunate side effect of experiencing narcissistic abuse in a relationship. It's also a very common complaint seen in people who seek mental health treatment 
in general. Some of these people, in my opinion, probably don't even know they're being abused. They just think there's something wrong with them because they've been actively gaslighted by a narcissist. Does that sound familiar to anybody? This was proven in a 2002 study. So how does dissociation as a result of gaslighting and mental abuse affect your life? What symptoms are involved? It might initially seem harmless because the truth is your ability to tune out the world is sort of a coping mechanism. And while some people might find your spaciness adorable or cute or whatever, the truth is there are plenty of less than desirable consequences that come with dissociation. There are five pretty common symptoms of dissociation that can significantly affect your life. And there's one that's less common, but potentially one that, that one is more devastating in certain ways. So depersonalization, like we talked about at the beginning of this video, is the sense of being outside of or disconnected from your body. So it's like you're feeling like you're not really inside of your body. You can't really feel like it's reality to you. You might even feel like you don't recognize yourself in the mirror. You feel detached from yourself. Derealization now is when the world feels fake or contrived around you. So people who are affected by derealization often describe this like fog or like they see the world from far away or through a veil. Some people say it's like watching a movie rather than actually participating in life. Now then there's dissociative amnesia another symptom. And this is a particular type of amnesia that is specific to people with dissociation. And it blocks out personal details, such as incidents of abuse and manipulation that were especially traumatic for us. Sometimes this is blocks of time. Sometimes from it's, it's minutes and sometimes it's years, depending on the circumstances. Often people say that they just forget what they're talking about. But it's not just your standard forgetfulness. It's a significant issue that may even make them feel embarrassed sometimes because it's such a commonly happening issue in their lives. Then there's identity confusion. Identity confusion is a condition where you experience seriously conflicted feelings within yourself. For example, you might find that you're doing things that aren't like you. So maybe you're driving recklessly or you're trying drugs or you're racing cars or motorcycles or jumping off cliffs at you know, 50 years old or whatever. While part of you might find this behavior especially thrilling, the other part of you is disgusted by it. It's confusing. Then there's identity alteration, which is a shocking condition that parts of you are very defined and very separate from other parts. This is similar to a condition that used to be called multiple personality disorder. It's far less common, but it does occasionally manifest in victims of abuse. Now, if you watched that movie Split, there was a crazy example of someone with this issue. What does dissociation have to do with being emotionally and mentally abused by a narcissist? When it comes to dissociation due to narcissistic abuse in your relationship, it's a whole other ball of wax. The thing is that learning to dissociate is something that begins as a survival technique for most survivors. Being abused on this level, this, this emotional, mental level. Even when you go into the physical abuse stuff, it is soul crushing. The emotional abuse of a narcissist, it crushes our soul. And because we have very few people in our lives who understand it sometimes, we are forced to go within. Maybe that's because we've been isolated by the narcissist. And maybe it's because quite honestly, we just are too tired to deal with people anymore. The ability to dissociate though during the abuse actually kind of saves you from losing your freaking mind, okay? It's a coping mechanism, my friend. And I don't know about you, but when I first developed it during my abuse, I thought, my gosh, I found the answer. I can just go off in my little happy place, everything will be fine. But the problem was, 
that I started to go to my happy place all the time. So I was never really here. You know what I'm saying? I was never really right here in this space. What happens is that you begin to feel so overcome by fear, anger, or any other emotion that doesn't make sense to you. And you probably find yourself doing things that you wouldn't normally choose to do on your own. So for example, maybe you're gonna cut off your best friend, or maybe you're gonna stop calling like Aunt Sally because even though you've talked to her every day of your life until now, suddenly you can't handle the emotional distraction because you're so focused on the narcissist and keeping the narcissist from being angry at you. You do these things like this and potentially even more damaging things, right? Because you are attempting to keep your narcissist happy and avoid episodes of narcissistic rage, gaslighting, or any number of other ways narcissists will manipulate their victims. So when all of this becomes too much for your rational mind to handle and you've become isolated or at least emotionally isolated in that way that you don't talk to anyone about your problems, you have to figure out a way to deal, don't you? So a lot of times you have to decide not to wish you were dead. You have to decide that the only way to do that is to simply stop feeling the things that hurt you. The things that are just destroying your soul, crushing you every single day. You might begin by rationalizing it in your head. Ah, oh, he doesn't really mean it. She doesn't really mean it. Ah, oh, they're going to apologize to me later. I'm sure they will. If I can just get through this moment and help this person with their anger or their self-esteem problem or whatever it is that makes them treat me this horribly, maybe I can be okay. Well, that's according to our perception. But when that doesn't work and when we give up and we stop feeling anything at all. Well, at first, I, like I said, it feels freeing. It feels like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I've gotten over that. I don't need to care about those things anymore. I can just let it wash over me and go right on past it. But eventually, this new ability sucks not only the pain from your life, but also the joy, my friend, because you're, you're too far from yourself. You're too far away from it all. That's when you know you've dissociated, when you feel literally almost nothing, when something amazing happens to your life and you can't even feel it or see it. Why should you bother to get help with this? Doesn't it seem like it just makes your life easier in some ways? Well, it might seem like that at first, but some people will even tell you the best way to avoid being hurt emotionally is to, you know, avoid feeling anything at all. But the problem is this little thing that psychologists call affect dysregulation, which is defined as the inability to tolerate and manage intense emotional experiences. This happens because we lose our ability to soothe ourselves for whatever reason, or we will we were never really given the opportunity to learn how to soothe ourselves because we weren't allowed to express our emotion. This can cause us to have terrible mood swings, a serious lack of emotion on certain occasions where emotion is appropriate, the sudden reliving flashbacks of painful memories. It's like when a veteran with PT PTSD has a war flashback, except that it's reliving the tragic events and traumas that we personally have experienced, such as the verbal and emotional abuse of a narcissist in a relationship, and the, the crushing feeling that you constantly have when you're in that relationship where you feel like you can't even breathe because some elephant is sitting on your chest. You guys know what I'm talking about, don't you? You should get help for dissociation because it can absolutely ruin your life. It can cause you to become someone you're not. It can cause you to become someone you don't want to be, my friend. And what you deserve is the ability to discover or rediscover who you truly are. Not to be a basket case shell of your former self. You should get help for dissociation because you deserve it. You deserve to feel things. Why do we dissociate when it's so unhealthy for us? Well, like I said, dissociation is a direct result 
result of the subconscious mind's attempt to protect us from the intense and painful emotions that we cannot handle. It's our mind's last-ditch attempt to preserve our sanity. And it initially happens when all other methods of self-protection feel exhausted. We sort of artificially adapt our personalities to manage our fear, our anger, our anxiety, any intense emotion that we may have going on. In this way, we control them and we temporarily save ourselves. So how do we start to heal from dissociation and become ourselves and begin to feel things again? If you're self-treating, you're going to have to work really hard, bottom line. Most psychologists will tell you to get professional help. Though I am a certified life coach who has herself experienced and overcome narcissistic abuse, I am not a physical health professional. So before you try anything I suggest, let me just throw a little disclaimer out here. Talk to your doctor, okay? The process of healing from dissociation begins first with understanding and awareness. Once you understand the problem and you can identify it within yourself, you can begin to develop coping techniques and habits that can help you to learn to live again and to take back your life. The next thing you need to do is to start working on your own confidence in yourself and in your ability to make this change. Then you can just focus on learning to become aware and to tolerate and to handle your feelings, which of course can lead to your growing as a person and learning so many new things. So listen, I have a free five-day email course over at NarcissismSupportCoach.com. So run over there and pick that up if you got a minute. Just sign up for it and I'll send you an email for five, once a day for five days and then rarely after that. You can also subscribe to queenbeing.com, subscribe to this channel. You have to work on finding confidence in yourself as you start to overcome the fear that's holding you back. That's all I've got for you right now, but before I close up, it is time for the question of the day. <laughs> and the question of the day is, have you experienced dissociation as a result of being abused by a narcissist? I want you to share your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences in the comment section below and let's discuss this. Next time I come into one of these videos, I will be talking about how to overcome dissociation on a self-help level, things you can do for yourself in your own home, okay? So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life, and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.